Should we build it? How much do we want to own from a backend processes and, and how much do we want to outsource? So we ended up working with Galileo as an infrastructure, which dominates a lot of the products in the market, in the US market. And, and on top of that, we wanted to control the entire experience. So orchestrating our own onboarding process, navigating through all of the different customer experience elements in regards to the mobile device and making sure that we are creating some of those different magic moments. And, and I think, you know, what we were trying to do from day one is create experiences that are joyful. My name is Lilac Bardavid and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Lily. This is Code Story, a podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries. Took six months moonlighting. There's nothing on the back end. Who share what it takes to change an industry. I don't exactly know what to do next. Many goes to get right. Who built the teams that have their back. Our company is its people. The teams help each other achieve. Most proud of her team. Keeping scalability top of mind. All that infrastructure was a Yes, we've been fighting it as we grow. Total waste of time. The stories you don't read in the headlines. It's not an easy thing to achieve, Mike. Took it off the shelf and dusted it off and tried it again. To ride the ups and downs of the startup life. You need to really it's want it. Not just about technology. All this and more on Code Story. I'm your host, Noah Labhart, and today how Lilac Bar David took bookkeeping, taxes, and invoicing and built banking designed for your business. This episode is supported by Terso. Terso is the open source edge database from the creators of LibSQL. Do you put your edge computing close to your users? You should put your data there too. Terso makes this easy utilizing the developer experience of SQLite. Access a free starter plan at terso.tech slash codestory. Terso, welcome to the data edge. This episode is brought to you by our friends at MemberStack. MemberStack is the fastest way for you to launch a beautiful Webflow MVP with robust authentication and smooth payments integration. Join companies like Slack and American Airlines in serving millions of members every single day. Get started for free by visiting memberstack.com slash codestory. Lilac Bardavid has been in the banking and payment space for over 20 years. Previously, she was the co-founder and CEO of Pepper, a banking system focused on millennials and young adults. Outside of tech, she has three kids and enjoys everything to do with the sea, paddleboarding, swimming, etc. She enjoys paddleboarding because it helps her to clear her head. And when it comes to food, she's a fan of Thai and claims that New York has the best Thai food outside of Thailand, of course. Lilac and her co-founders started to think about business owners and all the things they had to do manually and in disconnected, non-optimal ways. They wanted to build a banking solution that was tailored towards these users, starting with freelancers. This is the creation story of Lily. You know, Lily is very unique in an industry that has not been disrupted for, for many, many years. We are building a platform for small business owners to try to tackle all of their different financial challenges. And we're providing banking as well as the bookkeeping, invoicing, and tax optimization processes to, you know, just make sure that as a small business owner, you can focus on your business and we can do the rest. From our point of view, when we, when we started Lily, it was about 
how do we support that segment of small business owners that are struggling and they want to build and grow their business, but they have to do everything by themselves. So if you think about it, they have all of the different challenges of building their business and getting paid, issuing invoices, reconciling their transactions and monitoring their accounts and then financial, paying taxes and so on. I think, you know, they are the CFO, the CEO, the COO, the CMO of the company. The majority of them are just one individuals, but they might have a few owners and might have a few employees, but they just have a lot on our plate. And it was for us, you know, how can we redefine um, their experience? How can we make their lives better? How can we optimize their financials to maximize their uh, business to the level of revenue and, and the level of uh, tax optimization that they expect? Let's dive into where you want to start with the MVP. Well, tell me about that first product you and the team built or you built. How long did it take to build and what sort of tools did you use to bring it to life? So when we started, we were very focused on on the freelance community. We were building a consumer account that actually has some software elements embedded in top of that. So like imagine a bank account that has expense management features embedded into it. And the first product was about creating the most amazing onboarding experience to open an account, and then all of the options to move money in and move money out, and create those magic moments that are helping, very focused on the expense management side, tracking your transaction, categorizing your expenses. And that was the MVP that we started with. And in order for us to build that, it sounds, you know, it sounds super easy and maybe simple, but it is a checking account. So we had to have a bank sponsorship for the account, for the banking side. And we also had to add a lot of infrastructure in regards to cards. We are working with Visa in regards to accepting ACH and ATM transactions. And all of those different, you know, plugins that you have to have, you know, to have a sustainable working product in the banking industry. Let's stay on the MVP for a minute. And you're alluding to some of these things I'm going to ask about at a high level, but I want to dive into maybe one or two of them. Tell me about some of the decisions and trade-offs you had to make around approach, feature cut, technical debt, things like that, but maybe more in depth. And I'm, I'm curious how you coped with those decisions. So we had relevant experience on how do we orchestrate the different components within the experience. So we started with mobile only. You know, it has a lot of benefits in regards to real-time notifications and, and real-time experiences in general. We were struggling in regards to the backend part. Should we build it? How much do we want to own from a backend processes? And, and how much do we want to outsource? So we ended up working with Galileo as an infrastructure which dominates a lot of the products in the market, in the US market. And, and on top of that, we wanted to control the entire experience. So orchestrating our own onboarding process, navigating through all of the different customer experience elements in regards to the mobile device and making sure that we are creating some of those different magic moments. And, and I think, you know, what we were trying to do from day one is create experiences that are joyful. So like, you know, we wanted you to open an app and, and just have fun using it. Although it sounds very strange in the beginning because it is at the end, it's a banking app. But, you know, from our point of view, we wanted to redo the banking experience. So we created a kind of a Tinder experience. And I think about it, you're dating the app, the banking app. You have to swipe right or left, whether an expense is business or personal. 
And I think that created a lot of engagement and a lot of great feedback on the fact that, you know, people love the experience and it also keeps them organized and up to date. The most important thing for us was the design of the experiences. How can we automate a lot of the different processes? But also in addition to that, how can we create any UI experience that will be fun and engaging? This episode is encrypted by Cypherstash. Data breaches are becoming a fact of life. Know why? One of the reasons is because developers lack the right tooling to get the job done, i.e. encryption at rest tools are complex and inadequate. The solution? Encryption in use with Cypherstash. Cypherstash uses searchable encryption in use technology, providing continuous and universal protection for sensitive data. With Cypherstash, you can turn your existing database into a vault, utilizing zero-trust key management, SQL native, and with no code. Though encryption is complicated, Cypherstash is easy to use. The tool fully supports SQL via a drop-in driver replacement, supporting the query types you know and love today. And did we mention it's fast? For queries over 100 million records, you can expect additional overhead of less than one millisecond. It's a no-brainer. Get started by reviewing their docs or downloading sample projects in Rails or Node plus SQLize today. Visit cypherstash.com slash codestory and get started protecting your data. This episode is supported by Treble. This day and age, APIs are a fact of life. And as such, product and engineering teams need tooling that is lightweight, real-time, and data-rich to help them ship and maintain APIs faster. That's where Treble comes in. Treble is an all-in-one platform for the entire API lifecycle. The product offers world-class monitoring and observability, providing more than 40 data points for each request, enabling you to understand everything from performance to user behavior. Dashboards help connecting your entire team for lifecycle collaboration. Documentation is automatically generated, saving massive amounts of time for your development team with every new release. And setting up Treble? Super easy and fast. In three simple steps, you can be up and running with their platform. Their pricing is designed to support API teams of all sizes. So get started with Treble today and automate your API ops. Did I mention they have a free forever plan? Find out more by visiting treble.com slash codestory. That's T-R-B-L-L-E dot com slash codestory. From that point, you've got your MVP. It's working. You've made the experience. You you have the you know industry experience and... You knew what you wanted to do, and you went out and did it. How did you progress the product from there and mature it? And I think to wrap that in a box a little bit, what I'm looking for is how did you build your roadmap? And how did you go about deciding, okay, this is the next most important thing to build or to address with Lily? I think we were lucky enough to work with a small business segment and that specific segment is really a community of of owners that really want to share their pain points and they want to work with you and actually solving all of those different issues they they feel good of of actually being heard of and they want to share their experiences and, and their ideas on how do we work it out so we did a lot of feedback teams and meetings, which we, we met small business owners. We were asking them about their past experience. For example, how do you do your taxes? Do you know how much you own on a, on a monthly basis or on a quarterly basis for taxes? How do you manage your expenses? Do you keep a shoebox for all of the different receipts? Do you use an Excel spreadsheet or do you use any kind of tool? Are you doing that on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis, and so on and so forth? So like we got a lot of experiences and thoughts from, from that specific community. 
and try to build those different experiences. Like for example, one of the different challenges that we faced was the fact that people don't know how much they owe for taxes. They never say enough. And you know, by the end of the year, they're surprised to figure out that they actually owe the IRS like 10K, 20K and so on. And we, one of the different things that we have developed within the Lilith platform is automated, automated uh, saving for taxes. So whenever an income hits the account, we take a specific percentage, remove that amount to a tax bucket. So you're good to spend whatever you have in your checking account, but you always know that you're safe on the tax side because there is money that is separated within the account. So that is how we went through one pain point over another and design those different experiences within the app to automate the processes for the small business owners and make sure they're they're up to date and, and they're keeping track of their business. Let's switch to team then. So how did you go about building your team? And, and tell me, what, what do you look for in those people to indicate that they were the winning horses to join you? So we believe in relationships and, and a lot of our team members have been working with us in the past for maybe 10 years, 20 years in different roles, different positions. The benefits of actually working as a team is that, you know, everybody knows everyone, you know, the, the tweaks, the, 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 the issues and so on. And then, you know, we are more and more aligned. Everybody has their own expertise, you know, whether it's finance or tech or marketing, you know, growth and, and so on. When we had to build those different, I want to say, back office or operational compliance areas of expertise, we reached out to a few leaders in the industry that were, were working in the banking industry before. Some were working for more traditional companies. Some were working for more innovative fintech. And we got our people that have the same culture and all alignment, and they actually share the same values of making a difference. So. They really feel like they can make an impact and they feel like they can work better together. And I think, you know, those core values of the company that we have orchestrated together actually aligns us in, in you know, roadmap and, and the new hires and so on. This episode was automatically optimized by Cast. If you run cloud-native software on AWS, Google Cloud, or Azure, you know how out of hand the bill can get. This uncertainty hurts your business but you can solve it with Cast AI. Cast AI automates cloud costs, performance, and security management for hundreds of companies of all sizes. The platform's customers begin saving immediately and cut an average of over 60%. So before you go and sign a multi-year contract with a cloud provider or lay people off, check out what Cast AI can do for you. To get you saving even faster, CastAI is offering a free cloud cost audit with a personal consultation. Visit cast.ai slash codestory to get started. This episode is supported by Terso. Terso is the open source edge database from the creators of LibSQL, the popular fork of SQLite. If you put your edge computing close to your users, like with Netlify or Vercel edge functions or Cloudflare workers, you should put your data there too in order to maximize performance gains at the edge. Terso makes it easy. With a developer experience of SQLite in a distributed database, you can replicate much closer to your users than traditional database offerings in the cloud. Terso's lightweight, easy to use, and free to get started. The team at Terso is offering a generous starter plan specifically for CodeStory listeners. Head over to terso.tech slash CodeStory and get started today. That's T-U-R-S-O dot tech slash code store. Terso, welcome to the Data Edge. 
this will be interesting. You know, given it's a it's a banking product and and it's it's important and critical to business. I'm curious about how you approach scalability. And scalability can be people, it can be technology, can be architecture, it can be, it can be it really can be a lot of things. So, did you build this to scale efficiently from day one, or did you have to fight this as you grew and gained traction? We have two main pieces that are uh, related to scalability. I think the first is from a technology point of view. My co-founder, Liran, is really a tech genius, I want to say. He's always thinking like ahead of the game in regards to scalability and security and so on. And, you know, we've built the fundamentals from day one to be able to scale up as we go. And, and from an infrastructure point of view, I think we had those different elements in place from day one. I think the biggest question is also about growth and, and acquisition. I think, you know, scalability from, from that point of view could be a challenge. So what we have done is, is I want to say, a mix from a strategy point of view between direct acquisition, so like you're managing all of those different channels that are paid, but also building that brand, the community impact in, in regards to that. So from day one, we have invested a lot in education. So building blogs and guides and, and doing webinars and so on. So nurturing the brand of Lily and, and the concept of a community and making sure that we are helpful, not just from the tools and services, but also from the content side, educational side and so on. And I think those two together actually build Lily to the level of, of performance that we have today. Okay, Lilac, as you step out on the balcony and you look across all that you've built, what are you most proud of? I'm very proud of the team that we have built. I think we have an amazing team that is working together and building Lily. And I think, you know, what is also very unique is like we are redefining a category. And there are not a lot of businesses that are doing that. I think, you know, from, from our point of view, banking is not enough. And we are redefining what it means to offer banking services or to offer a banking platform and embedding different components that are uh, traditionally not part of the banking industry, like the bookkeeping component, the invoicing component, and all of the tax optimization products that we have built and embedding that within the core proposition, the core value product, the core platform, and creating those experiences that will be really different in regards to the uh, the platform. I think, you know, a lot of people are, you know, just redoing the experiences and, you know, plug and playing different software. And, and at the end, the customers is actually paying for all of those different individual tools and they're spending a lot of time and effort in reconciliation processes and so on. And, and for us, it was... You know, we don't want to do things the way it was done 100 years ago. We want to, you know, disrupt the, the concept and can we do things differently? Can we get those different products and processes to work for the customer and not for the software? And can we actually leverage the data components that we have and create those different services in a better way? And can the price be affordable? So we are actually very proud of the product that we have built that is getting a lot of great attention and great feedback from, from our customers. And like, you know, great thing that we are, we are seeing and we are hearing is like, why wasn't it done before? Like, you know, it makes so much sense and, and they love working with it. Let's flip the script a little bit. Tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it. So when we, we started, we were very focused on the freelance segment. And, you know, from our point of view, it was like 
freelancers are individuals, they are consumers and businesses on one hand. You know, why do we need two different accounts? They can have just their consumer bank account and we can virtually embed the business aspect into it and just build one experience for work and life. It was a market education piece that wasn't successful. A lot of those businesses are part of the community and the community recommendation was to separate business and, and, and personal into two accounts, two cards and so on. We were trying to embed everything together. It wasn't successful. And as we moved up market towards the small business owners, we also decided that we will go with the flow in regards to building just a business account and embedding all of the different software in regards to accounting and taxes on top of that and dropping the idea that we can do everything in the consumer account. Maybe in the future, it's going to be, you know, just one account. You wouldn't have to separate. But for now, I think, you know, we're going with the recommendation of trying to keep things separately and on top of the business account, building all of those different experiences. This will be fun. What does the future look like for the product and for your team? We are so happy with what we have done so far. And we just, you know, the team is always imagining those different experiences that we can build on top of that. So when we are looking at Lily as a platform in the future, we want to solve the different pain points of, of business owners. And I think, you know, one of the pain points is related to lending. The other one is related to insurance. We, there is also pain point of payrolls and employees experiences and so on. So there are different elements of managing a business that we want to solve. And within the future, we want to see Lily as a platform that solves the majority of the pain points for small business owners. And it's going to be the go-to solution. So like you're starting your business, you incorporate yourself, whether it's an LLC or an S-Corp and so on. But then the next thing is going to be to open a Lily account and get all of those different services in one place. Lilac, let's switch to you. Who influences the way that you work? Name a person or many persons or something you look up to and why. I, I guess there is no one individual that I can say has influenced me a lot. Over the years, I've been working with so many talented people in different areas of expertise in regards to marketing and finance and technology and so on. And I have to say that I've taken a lot from those experiences and, and that the job relationships and the work relationships with those individuals to the extent of, I have to say that I'm not a 100% expert in, in many of those areas, but I'm very well known in regards to all of those different aspects I can control. And then I want to say be part of the conversation in, in different areas. So I'm very proud of the relationship that I've built over the years and those individuals that we have been working with for many, many years, part of our journey in the past and part of the journey of Lily in the present. So we talked about a mistake earlier, but this is a little different spin. If you could go back to the beginning, what would you do different? Or where would you consider taking a different approach? And, you know, it could have been something that worked out and worked out pretty well, but maybe you tweak it a little bit. Timing is a, is a critical thing. And, you know, when we just launched a month after COVID started, so I would definitely try to redo the timing and, and start to stay away from, from COVID. You know, we had a lot of benefits coming from the period where things were, a, a lot of individuals were joining the, the small business community, but also a lot of challenges of working from home and all of those different aspects of COVID that affected everybody globally in the market. So maybe trying to avoid that specific time in, in, in the future. Last question. So you're getting on a plane. 
and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing. They're jazzed about it. They can't wait to show off to the world. Can't wait to show off to you right there on the plane. What advice to give that person, having gone down this road a bit? To take it easy, easy to breathe. It's a long journey. You know, it will have a lot of ups and downs. It, it's not a sprint. And you have to gather a lot of smart people around you and to make it happen. It's a, it's a team's work. And, you know, it's a long-term work. I think that's fantastic advice. Take it easy. <laughs> and not many people say that. And that's very, very important. Well, Alec, thank you for being on the show today. And thank you for telling the creation story of Lily. Thank you. Have a great day. And this concludes another chapter of Code Story. Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Laphart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously. And thanks again for listening. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.